what are they going through, right? What's going on in their state from a geopolitical standpoint to the weather, to the sports, to to tax laws, to whatever, right? Know what's going on there and, and, and know what's going on in their business and know what's going on in their in their lives, right? Put, and then put them first and then prescribe. Like, don't be a salesperson, be a consultant. Be like, I don't know if you know this, but bing bong boom is going on in the, in the state of Alabama, which is going to negatively affect your ABC type of industry. I work with three or four other people like this are facing this right now. I don't suppose that rings a bell or that does, does it resonate. Oh yeah, it does. You become an expert, right? This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. I have Mikolai Bador uh, with us today, and he's going to talk about tips and tricks to drive sales growth. Mikolai, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having having me. I love the show. I mean, a lot of my friends have been on your show, and it sounds like you've been on theirs now too. So uh, happy to be here. For sure, we've been, we've been doing this for a little while now. So, uh, well, I should uh, give the introduction for you so people can know know who you are, where you're coming from here. So, Mikolai is the the CEO of Bedore Business Group, and uh, that's a business growth advisory and M and A brokerage. Uh, so he he has to sell one of the hardest things around people's companies. Um, and he helps salespeople achieve rapid revenue growth via timeless marketing, sales, and exit strategies. Um, also, the co-founder of Closers Media, which offers courses and content to help salespeople close more revenue and achieve growth. Um, he's got his background. He, uh, he's a, he used to work at IBM, Oracle, and Verizon. Um, and uh, so a ton of bunch of leading sales organizations there. Well, it's awesome to have you on the show, uh, Nikolai. First question I've got for you. Um, for salespeople who feel like they might be stagnant or in a, or in a slump, how, how can they get moving and begin to grow their sales? Well, first, they got to take a step back and understand that sales is a mindset. Do you know what I mean? I mean, success is a mindset, but but sales is a mindset, right? And it's really hard to get out of a rut if you don't know, if you don't have a path towards something, right? So we used to always have whatever it was. Like I was in a, I told you I was an entertainment agent out of, out of Manhattan for many, for a couple of years. And I, I, I lived like a rock star, made, made as much as, you know, made as much as a janitor and lived like I was famous too, which I definitely wasn't. And so in my cubes or whatever, I would have my, my most recent credit card statement. And that was my thing, right? After that, it was, I wanted to live on a lake, you know, so, so we did that. And there's all these little goals um, that we put forward and it could be personal, it could be professional, it could be whatever to say, this is what I'm grinding towards. Because if you don't have that, then there's, you're, you're going to be stagnant, right? That, that's what I've found is that it's, it's, first of all, it's a mindset. And so there has to be a mind shift. If you're out of, if you're out of shape and you're winded walking upstairs, you're probably not going to go buy another pack of smokes, right? Like you're probably going to go to the gym and eat healthier and do these different things. Um, I found that if my best years were when I had a directive that I was going after, and it was for me. It wasn't for my manager. It wasn't for someone else. It was, I want to know calculated, if I can calculate my metrics and I can achieve over those metrics, and, and this is what the accelerators and so on looks like, well, that's going to get me out of debt faster. Or that's going to get me that lake, that, that house on the lake faster. Or that's going to get me by my wife that wedding ring she wanted or, or get my parents out of debt or whatever, whatever the, the goal is for people. 
I think that that's it, that's it. I mean, yes, we we sell a course, so I'd love you to buy our course, right? There's books, there's all these different types of things, but I think it it has to start there. You have to have your why, and I'm not trying to be Simon Sinek here, but you've got to mm -hmm. have some sort of why as to what you're, you're you're driving towards. Otherwise, it's really hard to get over that hump. Yeah, I think focusing on the personal outcome it can be really motivating and and keep you you know because a, a lot of times you know a lot of jobs not just sales but a lot of jobs are a grind and it's 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 hard to you know keep putting one foot in front of the other quickly and uh you know focusing on the why i'm doing this you know, there's, there's a higher purpose that this connects to that that i think that can be hugely motivational um and what people don't know and, and i i mean i, I don't want to go off, off here but you know as a, as a guy who's founded some companies and then now sells them um, sales is in everything. Everyone thinks, oh, if you work for Oracle, you're a salesperson. If you work for this company, you're a sales. Your, your title says BDR or SDR or A or whatever. No, 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 no. Entrepreneurship is just a fancy French word for, for salesperson, right? Or entrepreneur, I should say. It's, it's sales is in everything. If you have kids, if you, you know, if you're part of any organizations, right? Like sales is in everything. So it's a skill that you know, that, that the people should all learn and master. And I just wanted to get that out of the way because it's not just your title. It's in everything. That's the greatest skill there is to master, in my opinion. You know, my, my greatest sales challenge right now, you'd, you'd think it's running a software company and a sales team for that, but it's keeping my daughter from shoving tools into her nose. I lost that sale yesterday. She got a, she got a good... Uh... <laughs> How old is your daughter? <laughs> Seven months. Oh, wow. Well, there. Well, try a four-year-old boy. It's like, We've been here for four years, bro. Like, you know how this story ends. Did you stick that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yesterday we, we managed to get a uh, a little a little Allen wrench up our nose and, and cause a bloody nose. We were very unhappy with our with our decision to, ch to shove an Allen wrench in our nose, but we did. <laughs> um, we did it, but we did it anyway. <laughs> it, 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 it's, but it, you, there's so much truth to what you're saying, right? It's like every job is a sales job. You, either you're selling your, your, now, you, you might not be selling customers in exchange for money, but if you're selling the product team or you're selling setting, selling the engineers or you're selling your, your coworkers or you're selling your boss on a concept, uh, selling your wife on or husband on a concept, you know, it's, there, there are, I think that there's actually a couple of books written about this. We, uh, that everyone's in sales. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's so true. And one thing you mentioned in there, um, you, you, uh, like taking courses, reading books, listening to podcasts. How important is it to how how important are those things when when you're focusing on personal growth? Does that do you think that could be productive? Do you think that can help? I do. I mean, when when I was you know told you about the Oracle Verizon uh, IBM thing, the first thing I would do is I would go and I would uh, sit down or or get in the car. You know, I'd walk the field. You know, I'd be like. Every, whether it be Southwestern back in college or whatever, it was always trying to prepare up with some the best. I wanted to I wanted to sit with the best, and I wanted to learn from the best. That was my every job I took. I'd sit down top one to three, and and I would sit down. I would we'd go we'd go on sales calls, and they were always really gracious, which I thought was cool. So then when I got there, I I did the same thing. Every single one of them had a handful of books with that are looked beat up. Okay, they weren't like decoration. They had like you know the little scrappy like a receipt as the bookmark because you know, in field sales, right? Receipts hanging out, you know, all that. They had that, they had scripts, believe it or not. Like a lot of them on their, on their, uh, where their horn would be. 
know if they still have horns in the center, but back in the day they did. And they'd have their, like their scripts, you know, on their cube, if they were, you know, a hybrid of inside and outside, they'd put, uh, you know, their call sequence down. I mean, the best of the best who'd been doing that. These were Grizzlies cats, you know, um, they had, they had scripts, they had books, they had, and now, you know, with videos are endless. Like, yes, absolutely. I mean, think about it. Like if you're going to go get good at, if you want to go be a pilot, like I, I'm a pilot. So if you'll get pilot, you, you're just going to, right? Like you're just going to, you know, learn how to fly one day and then just, and then from then on, you just go by instinct. No, that's why they re-up. Like you have to get your recertification. It's like most things you, you, you have to re-up. There's a reason for that because <laughs> you don't want to just crater one day, you know, fall from the sky, just like in sales. You don't want to crater one day where you're like, oh man. And the market shifts. People are different generations. They call us, they call generations of people. They're, there's Boomers are not millennials, you know, it's just, it's not the same thing. So yeah, I am a huge, huge fan of that. And, and it's not just because we, like I said, we sell the score, the course I'm reading Brandon Bornenson's book. I'm reading books by my friends. Like I said, I'm reading books by people I've never heard of. I think Chris Voss's book is still one of my favorites. I, you know, there's, there's a couple of books I read like every year um, just because it reminds me of the stuff that I had forgotten or maybe the bad habits I developed over that 12 month period. But without question, you'll, I, there's one thing that you walk away with is always be learning and then you will always be closing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there, and, and it's, it's in every field. I mean, you, there's the world is changing quickly um, and, and it's important to keep sharpening our sword. I, I do think a lot of the stuff in sales, a lot of the principles have been the same for 80 years, but um, so you can actually get value from reading really old stuff too. It's, it's uh it, but there, there's a lot of great content uh, out there and great stuff to learn from. And, it, and it's only gotten easier, right? I mean, um, in, in the modern world, because it's, I think it's, there's a lot of ways to find good stuff. You know, one of those books I just told you about that I read annually, hmm. you know, one of them is, is Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That book is I love literally that over a hundred years old. It's like a yeah. hundred years old and it's, it's just fresh again. I'm like, Oh, I forgot to put them first, not me. You know, like simple stuff like that. It's pretty, it's it's pretty simple and basic, but it's brilliant. Well, it's just like Chris Voss's book. It's like mirroring is everyone does that, but they don't do it purposefully. We don't realize we're doing it if we're in sales. And it's just stuff like that. It's like it's and you know what? The simpler the better to me. Like I like books that are like I love Jeb, Jeb's books. Like those are great. You know, um, mm -hmm. they're a little bit more like I would consider those a little bit more not, not complex, but like just they're more st strategic. Whereas Dale Carnegie's book was written 100 years ago, right? We didn't have any of this stuff going, cooking around. So there was no distraction. It was just be good to somebody, make them feel special, make them feel unique, and they'll become your friend. And yeah. And friends, and friends end up buying from you. Yeah, I, I loved uh, in some of Chris Voss's stuff, are, and uh, I had him on the podcast a little while ago. Um, he actually had the most popular podcast that we've ever done. Um, we post the, post the podcast on YouTube. I most popular, it. most popular one we ever posted. It got like thirty thousand downloads or something. It was, uh, you know, the most. Or I guess YouTube don't download. You just watch it. But they they keep a little ticker score, and that, so that was the most popular podcast. Of, his podcast is the most popular one I've ever done. But I, I think what I love what I love about his stuff is he takes things that we're already just doing naturally, and he like he like you know, brands, it puts a label around it and helps you understand what you're doing. Like his concept of labeling is a great example of that. You know, he's like, totally. you know, it really some, you know, great book and, and a great, uh, that, that's, 
if you haven't heard that podcast, it's, it's number 50. We, we had him on for a big number and uh, he was, he was, uh, he, it, 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 that's definitely worth giving a listen to. Um, I will be listening to that. Yeah. But uh, so the, uh, it's easy to get away from the importance of relationships when us as a salesperson, when we get, we can get almost too bogged down with our goals and numbers and targets. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of nurturing relationships and, and how that can relate to your results? Oh, without question. I mean, as an enterprise guy for a decade or so, and then, I mean, the M&A thing, that's all it is, is relationships. But you got to think they have, if they're, if they're a top decision maker, they have a million other things going on right now, and you are not their priority. If you, right, there's random people calling. I mean, you're a founder, I'm a founder. Like, I've had, I get solicited just as much as I solicit, <laughs> right? And so you realize I, I'm not important to them until I am, right? I always tell, I used to tell people is, if you get a phone call from a random number, are you picking it, like, and you're in the middle of something, are you picking that up? No. But if it's your mom or it's your friend or it's, you know, somebody, you know, from church or somewhere down the road or whatever, and, and they, and says their name, you're probably going to cut into what you're doing and you're going to answer that call. So you got to think of that from a seller, right? Is if you don't have a relationship with this person, you're just another one of them. You don't want to be another one of them. You want to be you, right? Like you want to be you. I mean, I, I, relationships that I've developed like over time, which took time. And that's why people don't want to do it. And mass automation thinks that COVID just like shit all over, you know, relationship building people, you know, marketers turned decided to be they be overnight became salespeople, which we all know is not true. Um, sort of automated everything. That's why LinkedIn went through a gross phase right there is because everyone they, they were missing the key ingredient to getting my attention, a relationship. You can't automate a relationship, right? You just can't. So, you know, relationship building to me, especially in enterprise, man, like you had your champion that you're trying to build a relationship with. You had to you had to actually ask them once you got there is hey who out of the seven decision makers around the table, like that were on the table, who's the biggest a-hole? Who do you not get along with? Who's got an ego? Who's going to kill the deal? Right? Blah, 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 blah. And they got to tell you that stuff. You think they just, you got to automate that? Ha, good luck. Like you got to have a relationship with someone for them to talk, <laughs> say smack. They're not really talking smack. I mean, they're, they're a little, they end up, right? If you don't like- To give you the inside track. I mean, they got to tell you who's got other motive, motivations, you know, does the CFO just really care about pension money, right? Pension pennies yeah. right now. Like who's, who's going to ask what questions? I mean, I think the more preparation you can do with someone who you know is your sponsor and you have a relationship with, the more prep you can do, but you, you got to have the relationship first. And you know, everyone here listening is is an outside sales for the most part. And I think they sell things in general that relationships are really important. And I think oh. it's it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget about the importance of it. And it's, uh, you know, it's and a lot of the world is trying to automate or sell stuff online or, um, you know, sell it over the phone. But I think for the competitive stuff, it's it's tough to build. It's tough to beat, you know, being able to go in and and, and build a relationship with someone that they, you know, and, and they, they end up choosing, even in a commoditized market, they'll choose your product because they got a guy to call it they can trust. I mean, trust, trust and relationships are so important. Well, especially in the field. You think I'm going to go sit down and spend a meal, like have a meal with you. You think I'm going to invite you into my home if you're selling, you know, depending on what, what you're doing, right? Like I'm going to invite you into my home. I'm, I'm going to go and spend an hour with you 
like driving somewhere, right? And the, and the crazy thing is, and this is what always babbles my mind, building the relationship is the best part of sales. So why not do it? It's the easy, it's the funnest part, I think. And most of us that got into sales, someone at some point probably uh, told us that we have people skills. You know, maybe it's your mom back in the day or whatever, maybe a teacher. Like we've, someone's told us that. So where, where did we go? Like where did that person go, right? The people lover, the, the person that wants to, to help people and do the right thing and be around people. That, that's the best part of the job. There's a lot of parts of the job where it's a sales, especially field sales, um, that isn't as fun. But building a relationship is, and that's that's the name of the game. I I don't know how you get around. I mean, there's unless you're selling, you know, nine ninety nine trinket or some, you know, like nine, you know, subscription based SaaS product. But even then, who doesn't want to connect? Who doesn't click chat? Or I have the time you can answer your own questions on that kind of stuff. But you still click chat. Like I just want to feel like there's a person behind here. So so cat. So take that times yeah, field sales. I, no way. It's all about the relationship in the field. That's the only way I ever got things done and, and still do when I'm in the field today. Yeah. Well, I, let, let's talk about uh, sales growth and, and effectively tracking sales growth. How, what do you, what are your approaches there? What are your strategies? Tracking sales growth, like is in uh, key metrics or, or are we talking... Yeah, what metrics do you think are really important? And uh, and, and I guess, well, I, we we should talk about what are some key things that you key strategies that you that you that you think about, and then also you know the the importance of tracking it and and how that how how tracking something can give results, I guess, or what to track. Yeah. So to me, tracking. Okay, number one, and we talked about this in the prep. Is number one is. Uh, if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there, right? So I was always the guy who's like, what's the metric? I may not like it. I may not like my new quota, right? Especially if you did well, they always triple it like a bunch of a-holes. But anyway, you know, they'll take it, you know, so, but, at, but at least I've, I've been there. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for having such a great year. Now your number's twice what it was last year. Thanks. thanks. How's how the, how the Bahamas? Oh, by the way, I forgot to give you this plastic award and we just tripled your quota. Good luck. <laughs> Anyway, uh, um, so I've always been a fan of metrics because I, I just need to know where I'm headed. Like, am I? How am I doing? If you don't have metrics, and, and now I've been an entrepreneur for the last eight years, so so when people are listening that that they're solo, you know, folks, go, you know, in the field, I, I'm speaking to you as well. It's not just corporate corporations decide; it's you got to decide because, like, what are your monthly bills? Like, what do you want to make this year? Like. You, there's no way around metrics and to, to, to go to wake up every day without metrics in front of your face, I would find that very hard. So first of all, it's, it's setting metrics of success down and how you quantify, how you break that down is there's a couple of key metrics that, that I have to go to. So if I want to sell 10 people this, this month, let's say a month, you know, and my close rate is, you know, 30, 40%, right? Let's say it's 50% because my math sucks. Math, math skills suck. You know what I mean? Like I know exactly how many people. Okay, so my close rate is if I want to sell what I say ten, then I got to talk to you know like and my close rate is whatever. I got to talk to twenty people either per week or per month or whatever mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm I'm backing into that. That doesn't take a rocket scientist. I barely graduated high school. Okay, so it doesn't <laughs> take a rocket scientist to do this. But you got to have that to say all right because again, there's a metric. Yay, we got a metric. 
and maybe that, and then that magic is tied to a new car, whatever you want to get, right? Or whatever you donate or whatever your mission is. Um, and then you back into, so there's the metrics. Okay. So, so to do that, I have to make this much. Well, to do that in this comp structure or whether you're paying yourself or someone else is, you know, that's the math that, that equates to that. Okay. Well, my proposal ratio right now, excuse me, is, is, you know, is 50%. All right. 20 divided by two is 10. Right. And so I know now the key metrics in which I have to do that, whether, and, and now from that, it takes eight to 12 touches to get somebody to even look your way. Right. Maybe, you know, in the, you know, when I was in the field, it's, it's, you know, I was doing some of it over the phone, but I was also, you know, I mean, I've done it all, man. I've done door to door book sales. I've done field sales for IBM, like you name it, I've done it. And, and what, what it was is, okay, this is the type of profile or profile that I'm going after profile, meaning the type of buyer that I'm going after. This is where they spend their time. Would it be, you know, this is where they, this is when they're around. This is, this is what their stressors are. This is their pains and challenges. These are the things that they have to deal with in and out of a day. Okay. So how many, what kind of touches am I going to do? Like, like if they go to work, let's say you're trying to sell solar, you know, and you're trying to find the decision maker who's husband, wife, or both, and you knock at, you know, 10 AM and they both have nine to five jobs. What the hell? Like you, you, they're not there. How about you know, they're not there, they're at work. So those are gonna be basic things that you wanna know, not just what you're gonna say, it's how you're gonna reach them. So know, know more about them, do the, do the back work to you, so you know your, your, your person that you're reaching out to, and then, and then, and then reach them in a way that they, they like to be reached. But those are all quantifiable metrics before you get started that I like to set up. So if I'm starting a new business, or if I'm taking on a new consulting client, or uh, or when I was selling a corporate, you know, whatever, like every time I take a new territory, like, okay, these are the key things that I have to set up or I will not be successful. Now I might be a little more ADD than most, um, or a little, not the, what's the word, you know, a little, a little bit more, uh, detail, you know, whatever I might, I might require more detail than, than some, but I've seen putting that work in work over and over and over. And you know what? It makes the job so easy. It takes a, maybe a day or so to put that in. And the research is ongoing, obviously, but like, and then, you know, you want to track like, okay, I learned that these people go to work at 10 or, or sorry, at nine, or um, these people do not like to be called or they do not like me to just show up unannounced or whatever. Right. And you, and you, you know, these things, um, that's it. And, and that's, that's where I find metrics and organization and structure of any sort of sales plan to be the key ingredient because the other stuff can be taught or, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't, I guess you can't teach likability, but you can teach follow-up. You can't teach empathy, but you can teach, you know, words to use in an empathetic situation. But all that is for nil if you don't have a, a structured plan of attack before you get started. Yeah, I, th I think and this kind of goes along with what you were saying earlier, like have your personal motivation on the wall that you're focused on and also have the the metrics that are truly attached to what what it means to be successful on the wall too like if if you know if, if it's profitability you know how much margin do you have to capture have that on the wall if it's if you're measured on how, how much revenue is coming in the, in the in the door have that on the wall right or or you know this theoretical wall could be a spreadsheet could be whatever but like have it have the the appropriate metric that is truly the thing that is driving you towards success and block out your ca your calendar to to focus on that metric and like do the things that are gonna get you there right but i think i think focus is the the key takeaway from what you're saying is 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 just you know make sure you're focused on what matters and and the metric that matters
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's and what do you think about sales methodologies? Is, is there a one size fits all sales methodology, or is it, or is it better for salespeople to to figure out what what works best for them, and and what's the best way to kind of approach different philosophies and methodologies that are floating around out there? It's a tough one because I I want to answer it like in all the ways because it's a great question. I'm sure you've heard that from other people before. That's a great question. Um, because what people think of, I mean, I told you about copying closers, right? How I'd get people reaching out every now and then, and like, ah, I hate the name. And I'm like, you, then you don't get the joke. Like, this is a joke. Like, they think we're all a bunch of slimy savages, which is why Glengarry Glen Ross was always introduced at sales kickoffs because it was a joke, clearly. Like, like empathy, you know what I mean? Like, keeping promises, servant sales. I mean, those are all things that real salespeople will do. Not that. That movie was not. Not that at all. And it's not real. No that that is that is a methodology. I've, I've, I've seen it put in practice. It's probably not sustainable, <laughs> but it is a methodology. Well, I, I although had, I can never remember which Baldwin brother that was. I get them confused. It was Alec. 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 Okay. It was the only Alec. famous one. Back, back, back. Alec, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day before 30 Rock and whatever else he's been in. Because that's those only two things. I'm like, yeah, I've seen him in that. Um, no, but so... so to that point, though, like salespeople are people, and this is just competent communication, really. You know, if you think about it, like there's some other twists and turns to, to to this craft, but really, it's it's competent communication and keeping promises and being organized and and following up, right, and all those things. But but a lot of sellers I've found, and especially being in the the founder field now, is and now, like I said earlier, everyone is a salesperson. Um, there's a lot of different person personality profiles and comfort buttons and not everyone is covered in a negotiation, right? Like a cat, like a key account director, you know, that's a negotiation or not everyone is comfortable door knocking. Not everyone is comfortable, uh, right? Like with, mm -hmm. with, with the parts of the sales face to face in the field that are icky and, and, and sweaty and uncomfortable. Um, so I don't think there's, I, for me, there's, there's not one, like I couldn't say spin selling is the, the one I, you know, I couldn't say, uh, challengers say, I mean, that's less of methodology, more of just, you know, how to engage, but, you know, there's all these different methodologies, right? But I think that the methodology that, that, that is, that is true and true across the board are put them first, like, like the number, like, so, so number one is putting the customer first and you begin by finding their pains and challenges, know what's up in their industry and their, you know, what's going on in the, in, in a seat, the title of, of said, you know, insert title here, like, or sorry, a position or role or whatever, what are they going through, right? What's going on in their state from a geopolitical standpoint to the weather, to the sports, to, to tax laws, to whatever, right? Know what's going on there and, and, and know what's going on in their business and know what's going on in their, in their lives, right? Put, and then put them first and then prescribe. Like, don't be a salesperson, be a consultant. Be like, I don't know if you know this, but bing bong boom is going on in the, in the state of Alabama, which is going to negatively affect your ABC type of industry. I work with three other, four other people like this are facing this right now. I don't suppose that rings a bell or that doesn't, does it resonate? Oh yeah, it does. You become an expert, right? So that's the number. So I, th that methodology right there. And then number, number two is be empathetic of their situation. If you understand it, you should naturally fall into empathy for them because you understand that that is a true pain and challenge. And we've all been sleep, had sleepless nights, for whatever was going on in our lives, maybe personally, or professionally, so act accordingly. Be empathetic. Say I'm sorry. You know that's that sucks. And then and then apply 
the, your expertise to, to that situation, whether it be a, a physical product or a professional service, you know, you can apply that to them. And then when you say you're going to do something, just do it. If you say you're gonna call next week at 10 a.m. because that's when they are over their lunch because that's when they have a free time, then just do it. And then schedule these, these follow-ups and schedule these things and get them the stuff that you need, whether you're a contractor, right? And, and they ask, you know, I get an invoice so I can just give them a damn invoice. Or if they're asking for a proposal, and you and then then they need it by end of the week because they're they're bidding up, they're looking at three other bids. Give them the proposal in the time frame that they need it, and then follow up. Like these are basic human concepts. Like if you and I were like like the best of buddies, or maybe you're my dad or mom, or your dad in this situation. But you know, and you go, Mickey, I need you to call me because I need to get the password to the garage or something like that because I'm staying at your house and you're not here. But am I just gonna be like, nah? Nah, uh, I'll just I'll let you sit outside. It's snowing right now in Whitefish. You sit outside. I'll just I'll forget about you, and I'm gonna go do something. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? No one does that in real life. So why do we do it in sales? I mean, those. So, so I know that's a big clump of methodology, but like, it's basic human stuff by being empathetic and putting someone else first. It's basic human stuff to look you up. See, before I got on the show, to know something about you. We both worked at IBM. We have very similar friends, so on and so forth. You know, just a little bit about that, like. You know, I used to go back out to Salt Lake, well, Park City, I used to go out there all the time and, and snowboard. Um, those are things that I know, right? So why would I not do that for my customers? Like I don't mass automate an invite to come to happy hour. Like I don't send out 300 invites, you know, to, to mass invite my buddies to go to happy hour. So why the hell do we do that in sales, right? Like it's it's human interaction, it's competent communication. But those are the, those are the I, I'm sure there's a methodology that, explains all this better than what I just did, but it's definitely part of our course. And it's definitely something that's part of our course because it's something that I refuse to go around. Is that level of input, or sorry, that level of, of organization, um, like we talked about is the one thing, but the number, the number two thing is getting to the nitty gritty of what they're going through and caring about it and then committing to helping them solve it because that problem sucks. And I know other people that are going through it and here's what that can cause if, if unfixed. So we're gonna fix it together, dig? And they're like, yeah, that's all sales does. It's easy. Just gotta care about people. <laughs> right, and and there is no sell, one sales methodology that encapsulates all this stuff. But I, I do think that, you know, just certain characteristics of, you know, listening well and, and being empathetic um, are, are certainly the, mind, the right mindsets to come to the table with. On the nitty gritty stuff, how can how can salespeople identify those customer behaviors or customer needs and their pain points? Um, what strategies would you would you say are, are the most important things or skills to use for as a salesperson to pull those nitty gritty details out? You know, so I'm a big fan of like micro like micro prospecting. So let's say I am. Why did I do this? Well, okay, so I covered a bunch of states when I was in the field. And uh, what I would do is I would, Texas was one of them. Well, Texas is a huge state, right? So, so Texas is its own country, basically. And so what's going on in Houston is not going on in Dallas. And what's going on in Dallas is certainly not going on in Austin, right? And so I would just say, all right, for this week, I'm going to go canvas uh, Austin, right? I'm just going to go canvas Austin. And so I would learn everything that's going on in Austin. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go, everything that's going on in 
the industry that I was selling into, right? Everything. In that case, it was oil and gas, so pretty easy. But you know, you go down there and you can find out what's going on. And, or let's say there's, there's a lot of different industries that, you, that you're trying to call into. Or let's say it's you're selling something B to C, right? Like you're, you're, let's say it's that. I mean, you can know what's going on. Like your solve has a purpose. Like someone didn't come up with solar panels for no reason. Like they came up and say, well, energy prices are ridiculous. Are getting, especially now, are getting more and more ridiculous. You know, there has to be a long-term alternative. And I'm not some big. I'm not a four against solar. I'm just using this as an example so someone doesn't hate, shut the podcast off because I think I'm going some political direction. I'm not. I'm just saying, using it as an example because my, my M&A partner used to bought a solar business. So I learned a lot about it and it's interesting. But, um, you know, th these are the, you know, like, you know, like, oh, the prices here in California or whatever are going through the roof. And, you know, like these are things that you know that, that they are going through, right? That's it. Like you, it doesn't take a lot of time, but, but it takes a ton of time. If you got like, I'm going to go canvas this whole street. Or I'm going to have them canvas all of texas good luck like you can't you know what i mean it's a, it's a terrible way to do it because you it's like trying to you know the whole eat an elephant one bite at a time it's like just trying to stuff a whole elephant down down your throat which i don't even know if there's an animal that exists that can pull that feet off certainly not a human being so right so why do we do sales the same way it would be that it would just be micro like like just organizing those kinds of things so when i show up to, to your door and i say hey you weren't expecting me to pop in today, but these are the three things that are going on right now in your industry in the city of Austin and the mayor or the whoever, I'm not a big, you know, is making this decision right now. And if it does it, it's going to affect you, like your industry and your company this way. Are you aware of that? No, I did not know that. Okay, like I said, I'm gonna be respectful. I get out of your way. I'd love to set up some time or I can just leave you with this little nugget. Bing, bong, boom. You know this stuff, but you're not gonna know what's, that was, how could you possibly know what's going on in Austin and, and Houston and Dallas to that, that degree, right? You, just, you, you don't, you're not going to. So that's my biggest way to, to go about that. Like to, to answer your question and put a bow on it is, you know, is, is getting down to, to just those simple things. And it's, and it's, and it's easy to do. I mean, you could like, you could Google the weather in Austin right now, right? You can Google what's the big, I don't follow college football, but the big college football team down there, you know, uh, you Long know, what, 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 there you go. Jesus Christ. I'm embarrassed. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't, we had a hockey, we, you know, where I went, it was, it was college hockey. That was the big thing up in Minnesota. So, That's um, right. but, 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 you know, these type of things, it's really easy to know what legislations, I mean, if you're selling into enter, or, uh, uh, yeah, enterprise level, I mean, the 10 K, the 10 K is like the golden rod to everything that company has to do in the next year. So all you got to do is like, did you know that you guys are going to, you guys missed your mark by this percentage and you guys are going to have to make it up. And here's the thing. Did you know that? Of course not. What, who, who reads like their own company's 10 K like nobody ever. I've never had anyone go, I did page 352. Yes. Yes. I saw that myself. No one ever said that ever. So <laughs> it, it's easy to define these micro things to go after. And then you're talking to them like a consultant, but that all you got to do is just find and, and then put, put your little basic things together. What do you want to know? I want to know what's going on in their city and state from a politically tax, like all the crap that's going on in, that could negatively affect their business. All right, industry review, I mean, Google that. I mean, you know, Google everything really, you know, what's going on right now in that industry? What are some concerns? Okay, literally Google, what keeps a insert title up at night in this field? And you can go that right now and you'll find the basics because everyone has the same problems. They're either not making enough money in their business, something's very inefficient, cost ineffective, or operationally unsound, you know what I mean? And they want to like 
there's only two things you have to worry about in a business is make money and then don't spend it all. Offense, defense, right? Like spend less than you make. That's business. Okay. Um, so you don't, it's not like Googling these things are going to be hard to do to come up with a few different pinpoints that you can, that you can talk about when you're, when you're there. It's the other stuff that matters. And the other stuff is the stuff I just told you about, right? Which is the, the intangible stuff that you know about, which makes you immediately a local. It's, it's bad sellers that don't do that. And then they walk in and they go, hi, how is, you know what I mean? And, and, and there's, there's no, there's no professionalism there. In Montana, you, you can't pull that at all. Like they, they kind of like poke a couple of times to see if you're a local and I'm a recent transplant, so I'm not a local, but, but I get in involved and I, and I learned know what, what the Grizzlies doing, even though I don't care about, you know, that, that football team, you know, I pretend to because it matters to them. Right. We're a chameleon at the end of the day. I know this, this answer is going on forever and I apologize, but I think it's very important. I can't hammer this home enough to have success in sales is, is, is to do these things, but that's how you do it is you just, you just take, you find those three things, find what's going on in their, you know, in their, where they live, what's going on in their, in their lives and what's going on, you know, personally, and professionally, what's going on in their industry, what keeps them up at night. And you can absolutely all of that. You can Google it within three minutes and have all that easy. Yeah. I mean, it's at our fingertips, right. And, and, and learning a bunch of stuff about people uh, from the internet, from social media, it's, it's at our fingertips and that's a, a huge advantage. Uh, I think the, the challenge is there's so much stuff to sift through right now that it's hard to find the real nuggets. It's like a, it's like a 300, 300 page, 10, 10 K who's got time to read it. But um, yeah, I think that the good thing about if you really can be an expert in your, in your customers, a lot of it is the same and you'll start picking up these patterns, but you, for becoming a student of what your customers' pain points are and what their lives are like. And that that's, that's step one. It's really just studying it from, you know, like you're studying a new species of animal that you have to uh, understand. You're like, <laughs> well, you got to jump, you got to jump into their, 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 their minds, right? Like they're human. We're human. By the way, the, the hack with the 10 K thing is it's a PDF. So you can just go up to the, the corner of the PDF and you can type in like, IT or that's so you don't actually have to read the whole damn thing, but you can just like Google in like or sorry, type in like what you sell. <laughs> like I was selling ERP software. So how was their finances? Uh oh, what do you know? They're messy because of whatever. And I'm like, oh, I could fix that. Um mm -hmm. but the other thing is is from the human thing is to, to make it even more simplified. It's for anyone right now listening to this going, I'm not doing that. Fine, don't do it. Go get another job. I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> but you know, is is what if what's most important of evil? Their health, right? Their their finances, uh, their happiness level, their you know what are basic human needs. Now take that and apply that to the business situation. You'll find oh wait, <laughs> this just became really easy with that fast talking guy who was talking about a second ago. It's like yes, you just what what are basic human needs? Now apply that to business. You don't have to research all this other shit that doesn't make you know a hell of things. That's just a that's an add on. Right, the industry stuff. Obviously, you have to Google the, the title stuff. What is the what is, what is this title struggle with right now because of whatever? Okay, I'll give you that. But the other stuff is just basic human needs. Everyone wants to be respected. Everyone wants to be healthy. Everyone wants to be successful. Right, those are basic human needs. So they apply that to a couple industry nuggets, and you've just you've just leapfrogged most of the people that you're selling against. Absolutely, and. 
Um, given that one of your companies was uh, Closers Media, what what uh, since we're talking tips and tricks and sales here, what tips and tricks do you have around closing techniques and skills, and how can people get better at this? Um, yeah, so thanks for that. That was a nice plug. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> little plug, little plug. <laughs> what, what, ma- what makes our course different? That I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beg on the on the course here because I don't that, that's not what people want here, but. Um, what makes it unique is it's literally every step of the sales process. So, so if you're struggling with one thing, you know, prospecting, let's say it has that, let's say you're not a conversion or, or sorry, you're not a closer right now. You're not an end to end seller. Okay. You don't need to listen to that part, but the, the, the stuff that I'm the most part of, and this is, this is where people, I, I want to make sure people understand that is this, the most important part of the stuff that I'm the most proud of in the course is the little things like we just talked about is we call it pocket prospecting or praise. There's a section about praise portfolio. This is gathering third party. Like you're not making it up. Like these three companies in that are just like you said, these wonderful things about us. Why? Because we found them right here. This is what they were going through. They're going through this pain and this challenge. What we went in there and we did is we helped them solve this, that, the other thing. What, what this, allowed them to do was this accomplishment and this helped their business. And then in the last, and this helped and that helped their business achieve this, that, and the other thing are those outcomes that that you would be interested in exploring. Right. And you, and you build all this stuff up. And that's why I'm a big fan of of putting the work in right at the beginning. That's one of the, the parts of the course so that when you're talking to somebody, you're not just some sales schmuck. You're somebody who, who's worked with people just like them. You're, you're familiar with what they're going through. Because I just work with somebody. Do you know these guys? Yeah, I do know them. Okay. Do you know, you know, so you have res- referenceable stories that you can just slide in. Because people, people think that selling is telling. It is not. It's listening and applying. So if, if I know something that you don't know, that could negatively, like let's say you, you were completely unaware that cigarettes gave you cancer. Just Wait, cigarettes unaware. give you cancer? True story. True story. <laughs> I just, the TV just told me it. I think I just saw a commercial. So it has to be true. But like, let's say, you know what I mean? Like, or let's say you were filing your taxes quarterly, right? Just boop, just boop, 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 you know, and you have the, uh, uh, like you could get audited and, and lose like just things that people don't know about, right? They're just unaware. That's what sales is. We want to educate people. We're educators, comedy communicators, promise keepers, right? And so we want to, we want to, that's what we want to do. So we want to, we want to educate them on these things. And so that's part of the, 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 the course and part of the things that I always try and push people to do is take a little bit extra time. In fact, we got a client right now that I'm working on this agency that we're part of, but is getting them to pull together the success they've had because they've had a hell of a time getting their mark, their, uh, their, their, uh, you know, the prospects to listen to them. And because all they're doing is talking about the features and benefits and how this thing does this, that, and the other thing for landscaping yards and so on. No, 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 no. No. What is the biggest pain in the butt in landscaping? I will tell you. One of them, which they fix, is they bring the stuff to the yard and they dump it off in some corner without asking where it needs to be go, where it needs to go. And the amount of time and pain that this causes these these owners, it's it's crazy. You and I would never know that because I don't work in landscaping and neither do you, but now I do. And so how do you, have you fixed this for the other people? Oh yeah, yeah. There's this yard in this place. This they love us. I'm like, then we're going to reference that because if you could put them in a spot to say, what if you get, does you have any of these people drop off your stuff? Like just in the middle of nowhere and yes. And then what do you, what do you got to, is that a paint? Oh my God. Then they got to get their trucks. It takes three hours. 
you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Actually, Billy Bob, whatever down the road, uh, dealt with that. And uh, we just were able to, you know what I mean? Fix that. And here's what we did for them. And oh, my gosh, I heard about that. Yeah, they, they're having a heck of a year. They're having a heck of a year. Yeah, because we were able to just make that that little part more efficient. You have stories like that. You're not a seller. You know, you're a friend they want to have. Right. Because you've got to solve for this thing that they're facing that, you know, they're facing. They're facing it every day because you've helped other people. You've lived vicariously through them for that same thing. This is one example, right? Um, that's one of the, I mean, I don't want to, that's one of them. The other one is, is like I told you, internal selling. And I can go on that if you want, but the, those are little bits and pieces of it that took me time to do, but it's more important to me. But it's more important to me that, it, that as long as the people that buy it, like get that out of it, that to me is the most important thing. You know what I mean? You can teach anyone really how to prospect. I mean, how they're, they're pulling kids out of college, you know, to be SDRs. So you can teach people that, but it's the nuances of the things that true sellers, like people that, that made a, a life and a craft out of this, do differently. It, 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 it's those little things. And yeah, it's those little things that, that, that make the grades great. Absolutely, yeah. Well, so next section of the, of the podcast is sales in 60 seconds. So quick questions, quick answers. All right. First question, what's the first thing that salespeople should do after they meet a new prospect? First thing they should do is, is recap exactly what just happened in the first engagement. Recap it, send it to them, whether that's email, you know, email or letter or whatever it, it may be. Recap exactly what happened. Recap exactly what you learned from them. Recap the promises that you said that you were going to, to, to commit to and follow it up with uh, the, the times in which you will, will commit or that you will uh, check the boxes, like deliver the, on those promises and then what the next uh, follow-up uh, uh, thing will be and when it will take place. Perfect. Um, what are some daily habits that salespeople should use to drive higher performance? Is schedule like the like maximizing every minute of of every day and knowing what those minutes are accounted accounted for. I snowboard three four days a week, like so long lunch. But I know exactly when that's going to happen. I know exactly what I'm going to get done prior to that. So when I go snowboarding, I am free and clear of my mind. It sounds excessive, but that's why I live out here, right? But anyone, you go for a workout, you go for a run, go swimming, go surfing, whatever, as long as those those hours are accounted for. So prior to those hours, I know exactly what I'm getting up. I know exactly after drop off my kids. Um, I know exactly where I'm going to go, right? I go to the gym for, for about a, a rip for an hour. I'm, I'm, I'm by my desk at 9 o'clock from 9 to 11.30, 11.45. I know these, these are the things that I'm going to accomplish within that time. I'm going to go to the mountain. I'm going to kill it for, for a little bit. I live eight minutes away from from the summit. So it's pretty convenient. So, so I come back, I go back to my office and these are the things I'm going to do until, um, until I cook dinner, right? These are exactly the same, the things that I'm going to do, the metrics in which I'm going to do them. Here's how many calls I'm going to make. Here's how many emails I'm going to shoot out. Here's the follow-up. I'm going to do follow-up today in the afternoon. I'm going to do prospecting in the morning that day. I'm going to flip that the next day, but every, every hour is accounted for and the direct, the, the objective for the objective for my day is accounted for. And then I can live I have a peaceful mindset because not, nothing, there's no surprises. I mean, there's going to be surpri enough surprises as is, but to have your data just be a complete surprise each and every day, oof, that's stress I don't, I don't need. Absolutely. Well, what's the best piece of sales advice you've received in your career? The best piece of advice, and I, I think this has kind of just created the way I, I sell is they don't care. 
they don't care about they don't care about you like they 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 don't care about you and what you have and what you can you know they care about what you can do for them it it all focuses on them you have to put them first it's nothing to do with your project or your features and benefits cuz cuz like you said with the relationships earlier like if they don't trust you or like you they're not going to do business with you it doesn't even matter if you're the cheapest I mean, look at the products that we overspend on. I just bought a Traeger. There's other, you know, girls that that I could that could do the same thing. But I like I like the way it, the, the the sales process went. I like the follow up. I like that I could click customer service from the, from the grill itself. Like I just like the whole buying experience. Um, that to me is is that's it. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to try to summarize the uh, all the wisdom and, and tips and tricks you've dropped on us today here. Um, so first of all, get out of a slump by working on your mindset and always, always have a goal that you're working towards, put it on the wall or the, or the theoretical wall, always be learning the market shifts and it's important to adapt as things change. Relationships are a key ingredient in a sale and you really can't automate a relationship. Relationships, help, they help you get in, an inside view of a company and really understand what's going on so that you can move the sale forward and, and leverage the, the people that you have a relationship with to help you move that sale forward. Understand the key metrics that you're supposed to move towards, and that will make you a lot more successful. Having those clear goals and, and understanding, you know, what are the things that really determine what success is in this role and just keep focusing on those metrics, put them also on the proverbial wall. Um, based on those goals that you have set up a structure that helps you work towards those goals, have a schedule. There isn't a one size fits all sales methodology. Instead, focus on putting the customer first, knowing specific details about what they're going through in their business, what their challenges are, what's important to them in their industry and in their personal life, in their life. Um, it's important to show that you care about your prospects and to always be consultative and that you really understand them. And that's, that's ultimately the best methodology if you zoom out. Well, Nikolai, this has been just fantastic. Where can our listeners read more about your work? How do they reach out to you? How do they get in touch with you if they're looking for you? Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So I would love if every single person that is listening to this that found value would connect with me at Nikolai Bedore on LinkedIn. Um, you can learn more about our course and our, our, our show that we used to do. We don't do it anymore because of uh, it used to be live. And anyway, long story, read about there. But it's at closersmedia.com. And then we're going to be re, re up in the Bedore business group.com. I just had to, we just found a new partner to do that. So those are the, the places, but you know what? A lot of it will be on LinkedIn and I'd love to connect and learn from you all as well. Fantastic. Well, this has been a, a great episode of outside sales talk. Nikolai, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And if anyone out there works in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps. The number one route planner helps you sell 20% more, drive 20% less. Get a free trial at badgermapping.com today. And if anyone can think of other sales reps out there that could learn from and benefit from these tricks and tips that Nikolai has taught us today, definitely share this episode with them. Take care until next time, everybody. And Nikolai, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Appreciate it.